I'm tearing up. <laughs> it's just about hate. screamed right now, but I'm not even there. <laughs> now that's inspirational, Natalie. <laughs> I feel inspired today. Part two I, of I, this. Can, I could be here for another hour. <laughs> no. I always go, he winds up homeless on the street. It's my fault. <laughs> I don't know what got into my head, but I thought, I thought this thought, you know, if I'm working year-round, I might as well get paid year-round. <laughs> Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education and Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and subscribe today. Now, it's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. It is Paul Dickey once again with Sweet Talk, our weekly podcast here at Continuing Education Workforce Training, Idaho State University. Um, and as again, always, uh, Gary Salazar, our director, is with me today. How are you doing today, Gary? I'm doing great, Paul. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for joining us on your vacation day to help us make this a great podcast. I appreciate it. I, I was going to bring that up because, you know, you, did you notice my intro wasn't as smooth as it always is? Yeah, you didn't have that big uh, megalomaniac uh, no. circus entertainer intro. I can tell you're chilling out, man. That's yeah, cool. I'm, 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 I'm at home. It's uh. Uh, for people who are listening, uh, it we are recording this the uh, memorial just as we enter into the Memorial Day weekend, and I've kind of started mine a little early. But I knew who we were having on the show today, yeah. so I could not miss it. Yeah, having, having a guest like Jason Knapp, Chef Jason Knapp is is always special. So we want to be there. I understand you want to be there for this thing. You don't want me to. You don't want me to flub up, but more importantly, just want to have a good time talking with Jason, and that's cool. Well, well, I, I know he's he's done something recently that I'm really kind of curious about. So oh, I wanted to be here to, yes. to hear the stories, I, I guess, maybe just the beginning of some stories. Yeah, I, I think he's got some uh, potential for some great stories here. But let's go ahead and get started. Uh, thank you again for the intro, Paul. Welcome, everybody, to Sweet Talk. We have uh, Chef Jason Knapp, although it looks like Nicole Knapp is, is attending. Oops. You know, uh, and we are... are uh, part of a, um, a follow-up podcast with Chef uh, Jason, who uh, has really taken off and done some fun things since the last time we spoke to him. So we're, we'll be going and, and talking a little bit about that. But some of you remember the conversations we had with him, you know, former uh, chef with uh, Cisco, what was Cisco, Red River region in Arkansas. He retired. He's become a world traveler. He's got his own uh, podcast now, Chef and Podcast. This guy is just taking off and, and enjoying the life. So we want to we want to get back with him and touch base and maybe have a couple of podcasts following this and talk about the world of chef dumps. Jason, it's so nice to see you again. Thank you for coming back and joining us. Uh, I hope you're doing well as we go into this uh, Memorial Day holiday. You're going to have some fun. So, but first of all, I want to say, man, what an intro. I mean, I need y'all to just follow me around every day. <laughs> you know, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. You're like, you know, Gary, Paul, go ahead and introduce me to the day, please. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, it's good stuff. And yeah, I think uh, Memorial Day weekend is always great. Uh, we've got a great group of friends that we get together with and, uh, you know, remember who we need to remember. And, and it's going to be a great time. We get a little uh, party tonight and then maybe on Monday um last memorial day was very uh, important to me i fell and broke my collarbone playing kickball Ooh. so that will not be done again this memorial day <laughs> there will be no kickball in my future dangerous sport like kickball you can't kickball yes you know so yeah it's uh we're, we're excited good times ah, you have me on the podcast 
<laughs> Excellent. So I, I would imagine uh, because of uh, your cooking prowess, you are always relegated to cooking during Memorial Day? Uh, typically, yes. If I show up early, <laughs> which I've learned my lesson, you know, you, you walk in and go, oh, hey, you're just in time. We got hamburgers, hot dogs, all the things. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. So no, you get no, cons- conscripted into doing <laughs> all the time. Yeah. All it's time. that's kind of a occupational hazard. Hey, Jason knows how to do that. Yeah. Yes, I do. Great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, speaking of sharing your wisdom and, and your expertise with everybody, how has your, your podcast been going? Chefing, you know, because uh, we, we know that you wanted to go in that direction. Obviously, you got some great equipment in front of you now that we can see. Uh, you, you must be doing very, very well. Oh, this is uh, from my wonderful sister, Jackie. She got me uh, the microphone and the headphones. Uh, no, it's Chefing Podcast. It's going great. Uh, you guys helped me really kick it off and I couldn't have done it without y'all's help uh, and all the emails and phone calls back and forth. How do you do this? How do you set this up? What does this look like? But uh, overall, it's been great. I've loved having the guests on there. I love being able to stay in touch with all the chefs that I've uh, known through my career. And then even some shameless um, requests on Instagram. I just reach out to people I follow. Hey, you want to be on my podcast? And they would say, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> that sounds great. I've never met you before in my life. Okay, let's get this going. Well, well you know, it's, you know, we interview a lot of people on our, our podcast. And, uh, I, you know, Gary will attest to this. I typically go into these things cold um, so that I can actually have a nice conversation that stirs, you know, questions stir as they speak. So I imagine going in with a podcast with someone you don't know, you have plenty to talk about. <laughs> well, you do. And, and I don't go in quite as cold just because mine's a little more scripted on, you know, we've got a couple parts in there, but still, I mean, I do my research if you want to call it that it's more stalking <laughs> than it is anything hey, are, and then if i ask for a bio and they don't send me one then you're like okay i'm just gonna make one up for you i guess so <laughs> it's it's good and and it it is interesting because you get all sorts of perspective i've talked to you know an fda uh or usda inspector from new york i talked to another uh, lady from New York, another guy from North Carolina. So it gets you out there and, and gets you uh, introduced to all sorts of people. So it's great. Well, that that's kind of cool. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, this your new podcast allows you to t- touch some uh, individuals that you, or reach out to some individuals that you have not um, interacted with before. Have you, I mean, the USDA person, I mean, how did that connection come about? So I had a buddy of mine that I worked with in Houston, and this guy just took on to the fact that I was doing a podcast. And so he would send me emails randomly. Hey, this is my buddy, Manny, and he's doing a cookbook (laughs) about bodegas in New York. I think y'all would get along. Okay. Hey, I'll reach out to Manny. (laughs) And then I got another girl named Daisy from my buddy in Houston, and and he was just plugging some people in. (laughs) And then one of them, the, the guy from North Carolina, was the shameless Instagram asked, and then the same with uh, Spiceology. So I had Tony Reed from Spiceology. I had really? met the guy once uh, in my previous career and just reached out again. And he said, absolutely, I'd love to do it. So but everybody's been really, really nice about coming on. And, and all the shows have been great. I mean, and it's because of the guests. It's not because of me. It's <laughs> the guests make the show. That That's absolutely true, uh, Jason. The guests do make the show. Uh, I, you know, I, it's just, you know, me and Gary, we come on and, and we're great and everything, but... <laughs> 
but you know, it's the guests that really kind of spur the conversation um, and you know introduce new concepts, ideas, and things to our world that we don't know about, and uh, spark you know gets that conversation going. Absolutely. Oh, you're right. you're right. You know, and and you've become a uh, podcast personality now, Jason. Uh, and congratulations. I mean, and and we all learn stuff as we go. I mean, even even Paul and I still still mess up on stuff from time to time and go, oops, you know, we got to redo this thing and all. Uh, but it's a fun, it's a fun journey. Uh, you, you not only learn stuff about, about the technology and, and what it takes to put on a podcast, but you do meet so many interesting people out there. So cool on you for doing that. But speaking of learning new things, you know, I like to characterize uh, uh, you as a world traveler experiencing uh, chef. You just recently were traveling over there in Europe, right? I uh, was. My wife and I were fortunate enough to fly to London, and then right off the plane in London, we jumped onto the Eurotrain and went to Paris, spent two nights in Paris, then took the train back, and then spent um, seven days in London. So oh, it was wow. a phenomenal trip. Really, really fun. Wow. that That's exceptional. What a cool thing to be able to do. So obviously, we're going to have to ask you a question about the food in Paris and the food in London. Yeah, uh, you must have sampled a, a good bit and tried things out. What are some of your, your best experiences you remember from both of those places? Uh, so I mean, honestly, just Paris is just a food mecca. I mean, there's just so many things to see and eat and do. And I tried to eat everything, <laughs> all the Paris had to offer. Uh, I would say right off the bat, what was so fun and interesting is just the culture. You know, the culture is there are cafes up and down the street. Every street has a dozen cafes on it. And there's, you know, patios on every street. I mean, every side of the street, there's, you know, a dozen tables with you know, two or three chairs and they're extremely tight, extremely close together. And so, you know, at eight in the morning, you're having a croissant and uh, espresso and somebody's sitting literally elbow to elbow with you ripping a cigarette. <laughs> and you're, you're sitting there like, hey, this is, I feel like a Parisian. All right. You know, so, uh, but it was, the, the food was really, really just fantastic. I mean, we walked probably 10 miles each day in Paris. So, and, you know, you'd be walking and you have a destination, like if you're going to the Louvre or the Art de Triomphe or whatever, and then all of a sudden you go, hey, that cafe looks pretty nice. Let's stop and have an espresso or let's stop and have an adult beverage, depending on what time of the day it was. But <laughs> the atmosphere there, like we stopped at two in the afternoon at a really local spot and you have somebody having, you know, the steak and, and French fries over here with a glass of wine and and these are all locals. And you're like, what do you do for a living that allows you to just have two glasses of red wine, a steak and fries at two o'clock in the afternoon? I would be done the rest of yeah. the day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a little more free, a little more fun atmosphere over there. Uh, you know, the in Paris, the, the macarons were fantastic, of course. That's where they come from, the little sandwich cookies. And uh, we had some chocolates and the cheese and the bread and the charcuterie. I mean... That was what I really enjoy the most in Paris. Um, and, and then just the culture of the restaurants and how everybody is just stacked so deep and so fun. That's, that's neat. And, and then you, when you contrast that with your time in London, um, was it a similar culture there or did you see uh, some significant differences? 
So London, everybody says that the food in London is so bad. I mean, that's what everybody has always said. Oh, food in the UK is no good, you know? I mean, and if you looked at a full English breakfast with the beans and the tomatoes yeah. and the sausage and the eggs, I mean, that's that's like a it's like a trip to Cracker Barrel, right? I mean, it's like it's filling, it's big, it's full. But I mean, we found great food in London. And I we liked London more than we did Paris. Uh, could have been where we were staying or what we were doing, but um, London just had everything you wanted to offer. Right off the bat, we came to a food hall, which was built in an old Catholic church. So you walked into the Catholic church and there's like a little uh, area where you could buy some plants right off the bat or whatever, but then you walk through the, the door. So you have the the entryway and then into the church you go and there's massive stained glass on the back wall there. There's three levels. And so you have the bottom or the, the ground level and there's restaurants or little shops along the side of the church here. And then the middle where all the pews would be are all the dining tables. And so you had everything from charcuterie to steak to Indian to pizza to gelato. You had a wine bar upstairs. You had different <laughs> things upstairs that were uh, Thai food, Asian food. You had dumplings, just anything you could imagine. So three of us would go in. And Gary, you want pizza. I want Thai food. Paul, you want whatever you want, you know, and there's, you can all get it, come together in a central meeting place and enjoy your food. But the funniest part about it was at the back of the church by the stained glass where the altar would be, uh -huh. they turned that into a, a beer bar on one side and a gin <laughs> bar on the other side. <laughs> oh. So, you know, I'm going to church and by that, I mean, I'm going to the pub. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Somebody really must have great fun. food. Yeah. Wow, that that is so neat. That is so neat. You spent a longer time there in London than than you did in, in Paris. When you, if you had your druthers, you know, would, would you go back to London and experience more of that, or would you like to go back to Paris and experience more of that? I would drop everything right this second and go back to London. I would uh -huh. take the headphones off, say, "Jerry Paul, I'm sorry, I'm out of here," because <laughs> oh. I, I actually miss it. It was such a good time. It's probably our favorite city, and that's really the first time I've been there, but there's, we did all the things and saw all the places, but it's just really about the people and about how they treat you and their attitude. And then it's just fantastic over there. I mean, we were right next to Hyde Park. So we got to walk through the park and we were walking everywhere doing all the things, but the people themselves are great. They always have kind of a cheery attitude and a good disposition. So that's what we enjoyed the most about it. I think it's just all the people we came across. How neat, how nice. very neat. If you, if you contrast the food preparation, you know, the chefdoms in, in, in Europe versus in, in the United States, are there big differences there? Or are, we, or are they just cultural and pretty much the same way of preparing food, same kinds of, of, you know, going after main dishes? Do they do it the same way we do it here in the United States? So sort of, I would say uh, everything there is much smaller, everything, you know, they don't have the vast amount of room that we have here in the States. So their kitchens are much smaller, their restaurants are much smaller, but also they pay much more attention to detail and much more attention to where things come from. Uh, you know, here we have all the labels and all the things as we talked about in uh, I think the cooking show we did where read your labels, see what's in your food. Well, they, they care a lot more about that over in Europe. They care about where their food comes from. They care about what's in it, where did it grow, and, and who's growing it. And you, you go to the market, 
you know, two or three times a week, as opposed to one major supermarket run like we do here in the States. And mm-hmm. so everything's a little more fresh and they pay, like I said, a little more attention to detail about what the item is. So quality in, quality out, you don't have things sitting in your fridge rotting and, and really have all the waste like we have over here. Uh, wow. So that's, I would say that's a big difference. You, you know, my sense is probably from some movies that I've seen is that they pay, they pay particular attention to going out and buying the food in the markets during, mm-hmm. the, during the beginning of the day so they can prepare that at night. Um, over here in the United States, my sense is that, you know, some places will do that, but a lot of places do stack it up. It's in a refrigerator, you go get it. Mm-hmm. You plan ahead on that. But Europe to me seems like, hey, let's, let's make uh, the meal we're going to have today. What's available? What's fresh foods? Mm-hmm. What, what vegetables? Let's go get those and bring it in. Is that how you saw it? Absolutely. Yeah. It was, we did a, a food tour in Paris and where oh. it was, uh, we met with a guide and he took us around to a <clears throat> bakery. He took us around to a, a cheese shop, a meat shop, a chocolate shop. And we got to see what all you would do just as a Parisian walking around town and how you go around this area and you would go up and you'd say, Hey, this is fresh. This looks good. We're going to take some of this. We're going to take some of this cheese and some of the bread. And we went back and had a fantastic meal, but he did talk a lot about that, about how, you know, you would do two or three, maybe even four runs a week just to go and grab your items that you need. Now, of course, you're going to have your staple items, you know, your flour, butter, sugar, things like that. But as far as the, the sides, uh, the meats, the uh, starches, things like that, like you'll probably get those at the store, uh, those three or four times that you go in a week. So I I like that. I think it's great because I don't know what I want to eat today or tomorrow, but you know, I'm the typical American. I go and I do one grocery run a week and uh, hopefully I cook it all. So that that in mind, uh, does that mean when uh, people go to a restaurant, a lot of times, um, there is not a, like a set menu. It's like, this is what we're preparing today. Uh, we didn't really run across that. We ran, I mean, it was typically a set menu, but like I said, things are smaller there. I mean, they don't probably have the giant walk-in refrigerators and freezers like we have here where, you know, when I was at UCA, uh, the local college here is the chef. We're feeding 4,000 kids a day. And so our dry storage was basically like a convenience store. I mean, it was massive and you could probably fit two of the cafes in that dry storage uh, as far as like the size of the ones in Paris and London, because everything's so much smaller. So I think the the kitchens there are smaller, the storage is smaller and their trucks, they probably get those trucks in more frequently than we do here in the States. And, but they, they had set menus and, uh, so it was a typical restaurant experience. Wow, that's neat. that's very very neat. Did you get a chance to talk to any chefs while you were over there? Actually, I did. It was really interesting. In Paris, in the hotel we stayed in, the hostess or the the not the hostess, but the uh, the front desk lady, um, she showed us to a little patio area. We came in and had a glass of wine and sat down. And she sat with us. And she said her dad was a chef. Well, that's cool. You know, where does he work? And she told us a few places. And then he showed up. I mean, so it was, oh. you know, 10 o'clock at night and we're sitting there talking to the front desk lady and then her father, who's a chef. And so he and I spoke a lot about different things. Now, you know, he's speaking kind of broken English and I'm speaking minimal French. I mean, <laughs> I know enough to make my way through 
in a French restaurant and order for myself and my wife. But when you try speaking a different language to a Parisian or somebody from France, your confidence level goes way down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, bonjour. Uh, Parlez-vous uh, anglais? <laughs> like, I, I don't speak any French. So, but it was great. We spoke about different things, similarities. I mean, there's always going to be that common bond between chefs or between anybody in the same field. But I mean, it, it was really fun to talk to him about labor. And that's just an issue everywhere right now across the world. And just different things that, that you'd go through as a chef. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. You, you know, we haven't really touched base with kind of going into the, into the world of chefs very much. This has been so enjoyable, Jason, just hearing about your experience over in uh, London and in Paris. You know, we'll have to come back and visit again. But I'm noticing that we're getting close to the end of our 20 minutes. So uh, before we do close things out, uh, I would love to give you the opportunity to, to say something about your podcast, let people know where to go if they wanted to come watch your podcast, or if somebody wanted to reach out and talk to uh, Chef Jason and say, I've got a question, how would they do that if they wanted to reach you? Sure, yeah, so it's uh, Chef and Podcast with Chef Jason, so Chef and Podcast, all one word, and that can be on Spotify or Google or Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find it there. Then also chef and podcast at gmail.com. So chef and then the letter N and then podcast at gmail.com. Reach out any questions, uh, any uh, people who want to be a guest on there, be happy to have you. So that's where <laughs> yeah. you can find it. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, Paul, we're, we're going to have to close this thing up here. And uh, I want to thank uh, our, our, our great guest, uh, Chef Jason, the world traveler, world chef, uh, amazing start from Waffle House all the way up to what he's doing today, uh, has been a friend of our podcast and, and really, truly thank you for coming on. I hope we can get back with you later on, uh, Chef Jason, and talk a little bit about, about chefs, top chefs, good kitchens, and, and get a little bit of that. But today's been very, very enjoyable. So thank you for taking the time to, to join with us. Today. My pleasure. Always, yeah. always happy. Yeah, hey, uh, and for everybody in our audience, you know, Paul's going to close us out here. But thank you for listening and for the feedback. We always enjoy that. Paul, you want to wrap us up here? I will wrap us up. Hey, Jason, again, thank you so much for being on. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I look forward to you coming on again. Uh, really, I, I, I love your uh, take on cooking and your observations, and uh, you do have a really great podcast. Um, so if anyone wants to get a hold of us, you can reach us by emailing at cetrain at isu.edu. Uh, you can e, um, go to our website to check us out at cetrain.isu.edu. And you can call us on at 208-282-3372. Thank you very much for listening and everyone be safe out there.